0: For you to make impact in life you have to move beyond your works and enter into the grace of God you need to move beyond the things that you can do in your own strength in your own strength Paul said I am what I am by the grace of God and I will be what I will be by the grace of God when God's grace comes upon me it makes me it forms me it puts me into shape. It strengthens me, structures me. Give me the right perspective to life. That I no longer see things from the view and perspective of man. But I see from the eyes of God. When I behold the wondrous works of God. I can only say it's the grace of God. I can only say it's by the indwelling of the spirit of God walking in me. Even when the Bible says that God is able to do according uh, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that works in you. It takes the grace of God for the power to work in you and God be able to do So whatever God wants to do in your life, He will do according to the grace that He has given to you. And the Bible says we all have a measure of that grace. We've been given a measure. Something has been bestowed upon us. That is a measure of grace that allows us to function. Allows us to function. I started talking in the first service about the simplicity of greatness. Doing big things with God. And I emphasize the fact that God in his infinite mercy, who is a big God and does big things and great things, is not calling us to do small things. He's calling us to do big things. So however big the thing you want to do has to be by his grace. Someone met my pastor many years ago. He came to my pastor's house in the U.S. and said, um, "I want to do. He wants to do some stuff in the house." And he entered the house and said, "Wow, wow! What a beautiful house! What a what a what a great house! I mean, oh wow! This is a big house. This is this." He kept commenting this and all that. And then he said to him, my pastor, "said You've done well for yourself." And then he said, "Everything that." I have that's the man talking to himself. And I said, Everything that I have, I've worked hard for it. My pastor looked at him and said, Everything that I have, I have by the grace of God. Is a difference. You can either work hard for it, or you can allow the grace of God get it for you. So, Pastor, are you saying that I should just relax and chillax? And let grace just be working for me. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying in your labor and in your effort, there has to be an element of grace on it that delivers for you. What does grace mean? It simply means your reliance on Jesus. That's all. That's all. But in everything that you do, you're relying on him. So if you're saying that, God, I want you to do big things through me. It won't come by your hard work. The blessing of the Lord. It makes rich. Another translation says toiling does not add to it. No. Go and read Dr. K's book. No more toil. You'll understand. Toiling does not increase it. It doesn't increase it. Grace doesn't mean that I'm going to sit back and do nothing. Paul said, I labor more than all of you all, but by the grace of God. So I recognize that there's something inside of me working in me. Pushing me, challenging me, allowing me to push beyond boundaries. But that thing is God's grace. So the boundaries I am pushing beyond and stretching, they are not just boundaries that I have decided by myself. No, he says, before I formed you, I knew you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Before I formed you, I set certain boundaries around you. Before, I, before you were born, I have determined certain things about you. And let me tell you that what God has determined about you, they are great things. So the thoughts that I think towards you, they are thoughts of good and not of evil. To give you a hope and a future. To give you an expected end. So the boundaries that God has put around you, they're boundaries of greatness. He said, measure Jerusalem. He said, no, tell them to stop. Jerusalem cannot be measured because the a city without walls. So when we talk about greatness, we're not talking about things that we just want to do out of ambition. We're not talking about things that we just want to, you know, pepper them gang. No. We're not peppering anybody, no. Within the confines of what God has called us to do, that's what we want to do. Within the confines of the um, stretching that God wants us to stretch, that's what we want to do. If God's grace upon your life is that you will be the, the governor of the state, you wouldn't mind, would you? Okay, good. He wouldn't mind. So you can start calling him Your Excellency from now. If God's grace upon his life is... I mean, very funny. Um, several years ago, um, um, Femi, who is Dr. P- Dr. K's... Um, P- he used to be Dr. K's PA. So he was contesting for um, local government chairman. For Mushi local government. So I was praying one day and the Lord said to me, that he would win, and then I called him up, and I, and I, while he was doing the process of contesting, I said, "Honorable." He said, "Ah, Pastor Joe." I said, "No, because that's what God said that I should call you honorable." I said, "Tell your friends to start calling you, calling you honorable." He won the election, so it's honorable. So if God's Um, Plan for you is that you be be the governor of the state. And for one reason or another. You now became the um, um, local government chairman. Who will still celebrate you, right? Or will celebrate you in the context that you've done something good. But in the eyes of God. It's governor. But in our eyes. He has arrived. But in the eyes of God. It's governor. So there are many things that we arrive at, and people celebrate us. But in the eyes of God, we haven't even started. We haven't even started. So when we talk about big things and great things, it's not in comparison to people's eyes and people's vision. No. It's in comparison to what you can be in God. That's why we said doing big things with God, not just doing big things. It's not about big things. No. If we want to do big things, we can do all kind of big things. It's not all big things that is from God. Hello? Let me shock you. That is big and is blowing and is trending. It doesn't mean it's from God. No, it can be big and not from God. Everybody may know it, recognize it, celebrate it, but it's not from God. So it's not the fact that, oh, once everybody knows me, then I'm fine does it mean it's from God what does it mean to do big things with God it has to be what God wants to do what he wants to do what he wants to do let me show you something in Genesis in Genesis Hmm. Genesis chapter 41 Genesis 41. Let's start from Let me read the ESV. Now this is David. Sorry, this is Joseph. He was Joseph and Pharaoh, you know the story. I, I want to pick from, from one point and then we'll just go from there. We all know the story. Okay, so he started talking to, uh, Pharaoh started telling about um, the dreams. So in verse 22, he said, I also saw in my dream seven years growing on one stalk, full and good. Seven years withered, thin and blighted by the east wind sprouted after them and the thin ears swallowed up the seven good ears and I told it to the magicians but there was no one who could explain it to me so this is um, Pharaoh talking to Joseph so verse 25 then Joseph said to Pharaoh the dreams of Pharaoh are one God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do So you see that Joseph being at the right place at the right time to interpret the dream of Pharaoh was not because Joseph wanted to blow. God was about to do something. So he needed a man who would do the big thing with him. Joseph was the right guy for the job. Joseph had some things That qualified him to do the big thing God wanted to do. So God was speaking to somebody who is not even a believer what he's about to do. Which was a big thing and he needed someone who is a believer to do the big thing with. Come on, are you hearing me? So you find yourself in your offices and you think that you were just... You just applied for a job, and then hey, they got me, I give a testament, I got a job. God has planted you there for a reason. Because the time is coming when God will need you to do the big thing He wants to do. You better be available. He said, God is telling you, Pharaoh, what He's about to do. So in your industry, whatever sphere of influence that you belong to, there are many big things that God wants to do. So you're planted there and you think the reason is just because to feed yourself, your family and your dog or your cat. No, a thousand times no. The reason, no matter how, whatever level you start from in that industry, The idea and the plan and the thought of God for you as His child is that one day I will set in this establishment to do something big. I have a man there. I have a woman there. Even if you run your own business. In that industry, there's something I want to do in five years, in ten years. But I planted you there six years before so that in the next five years or so, you would have grown, learned, developed, made mistakes, Make contacts. Develop certain things. So that in the sixth year, when I send for you, though you are in the prison, you'll be relevant. But a lot of times, people knock themselves off the industry that God has put them. Hmm. Sometime around, I can't remember when, a a couple of years ago, I was so dissatisfied with king's word so dissatisfied with a lot of things i wasn't happy with this happy with that it was just everything just looked all messed up to me and i said to myself the best thing for me is to leave i was a pastor i'd even told dr k one time sir i want to leave it's like i'm not feeling all this thing again you know we need to move on to higher things you know what i'm talking about i didn't say it like that though. <laughs> But I just felt that I was just coasting, just there, come to church. There was no interest, nothing. I was a pastor. Hmm. So I told him, I said, sir, may you have a father that is a true father? He looked at me and he said, okay will get back to you I waited weeks months nothing I would have been disgruntled and say you know what since Dr. K is not talking okay, I feel it in my spirit. the Holy Ghost spoke to me 12 a.m. Marco 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 my friend my son my son my son step out when you step out you will step into and when you step into you will blow we know how to cook those kind of prophecies. So if somebody comes to me and say, "Sir, God told me, who am I to untell you?" I can't untell you. My father didn't say anything. I said, "Okay, no problem." Thank God for teachings that has kept us. And I said, "Okay, since he hasn't said anything, I will just kukuma stay." You don't understand what kukuma is? It's a word that is from a higher realm. (laughs) For our international audience, kukuma is a word that describes a state of someone help me. Waiting but not living. Thank you. you You're in the spirit. Check Google, we'll tell you, Kukuma. So I my stayed. And then I was there for a while and that season passed. Then another season came. I was now interested. I was now asking myself, what happened before? And then in the place of prayer, the Lord said to me, pray for Kingswood International Church, Potakot. I, I said, excuse would I have a church there? He said, I know. He said, pray for it. I said, okay, anything you say, sir. And I was praying. And then two weeks or three weeks after that, Dr. K called me. I said, what do you think about relocating out of Lagos? I said, ah, anything you say, sir. You're yeah, my father. He said, the Lord was talking to me about Kingswood, Potakot. I, I said, he, Laughed. He said, Why are you laughing? I said, Because a few weeks ago, God told me to start praying for Kings of Potter He said, Wow, he said, You are the person I saw. I said, Che, now so I for just come out from my destiny. Because I was not feeling something, it was a season, but I didn't understand. I did not. They're not going to answer me. I just walk out of the place. Me too, I'm anointed. I didn't do that. It was a season. So God had planted me there in Kingswood. I got ordained in 2011. I didn't come to Pottercott until 2016. How many years? Five years. In the mind of God, He had Pottercott. But it took five years for ordination for it to happen. If I had been disgruntled and left in the third year, what God wanted to do, He'll find somebody else. So God plants you in an industry, and then you think that you are there by mistake. You don't know the God you are serving. You have no clue. He's a God that specializes in doing big things. And by the time he puts you in that space, just get ready. Something big must come out of you. Must come out. There's greatness in all of us. It's not just in some of us. It's in all of us. It's in all of us. And every day, God is looking for ways to bring it out. Through the things that you go through, to bring it out. To bring it out. Go to the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 1. From verse 1. It said, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. Say he's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. He prospers in all that he does. In all that he does, he's planted by the streams of water. What does it mean to be planted? Stay within the confines of what God has called you to do. It may take a while. But when you know God has called you to that industry, called you to that space, pay your dues. Sacrifice. Give your all, everything that you've got. Knowing that there's greatness inside of you. And one day, just like Joseph it said God wants to do something and God is telling it to Pharaoh what he's about to do he said there will come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt but after them there will arise seven years of famine and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt the famine will, will consume the land and the plenty will be unknown in the land by reason of the famine that will follow it will be very severe and the doubling of Pharaoh's dreams means that the thing is fixed by God and God will surely bring it about there are certain things within your industry within your sphere of influence that is in the mind of God to do many a times we are not ready we are not ready we think that we are ready But we're really not. Because the reason we want to blow, for lack of a better word, is so that we'll tell people that we have arrived. No. 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 It's because of what God wants to do. God has fixed it in his heart to do certain things. And Joseph was telling Pharaoh that that which God wants to do, he will do. So he gave Pharaoh an advice. He says, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and let him set him over the land of Egypt. May you be there when God wants to do what he wants to do in your industry. May you not have jumped industry because salary is not enough. Say, ah, what's happening now is Bitcoin. So you leave the industry that God has called you, enter Bitcoin. And the day when the angel that was supposed to bring stuff for your industry comes, he said, hey, where are you? Show. You can't show. Your shoe no shine. Your face no show. You can't show. You are nowhere to be found. I mean, I had a story of of a guy who came to his pastor and said to pastor, pastor, this is my dream. I want to travel abroad, but right now, I'm just a keyboardist in the church. Pastor said, "Really? He said, that's your dream, that's your passion." Say yes. Pastor prayed for him, and left. Then the pastor went to the UK, got to the UK, was talking with his friend, and his friend said, "I'm tired of all these keyboardists in the UK. I need a keyboardist from Nigeria. Do you have someone you can recommend?" He said, "Yes." I know just the guy this is true life story and he said pastor said i'll file for him i'll get him accommodation i'll put him on allowance and get him into school i'll pay for his tuition i said wow what god wants to do right fast forward several weeks or several months after the pastor in the uk came down to nigeria did not tell this nigerian pastor Knocked at his door one day. I said, ah, ja, man of God, you came Why didn't you tell me? He said, I just wanted to surprise you. So it's Sunday, let's go to church. We got to church. He said, by the way, where is that your keyboard is? Ah. The pastor looked around. Called music director. Where's the keyboard is? He said, ah, I did not see him. Ah, who did he tell that he was not coming to He didn't tell anybody. Ah. Pastor started asking, where's this keyboard is? Where's is this keyboard, where is this keyboard? Where is this keyboard is? His face not show. Sure. He should it not shine. This is true life story. The pastor from the UK said, "Ah, really? He said, "Ah, you didn't know where he is? He said, I don't know. He didn't tell me. He didn't tell his leader. He just didn't show up that Sunday in church. Pastor said, he has shown his true self. If I take him to the UK, he will miss. He said, find me somebody else. True life story the day the time came for the big thing that god has been preparing him for to do he was missing may he not be missing on the day of your visitation if he had if the if the pastor had said oh yes he took permission from his leader that he had to go somewhere he will show sure that this person is responsible responsible God had planted that hey, this big thing I want to do while you are planted here, this is what I'm going to do. But the day came and it was missing. Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. When God puts you in an environment, it's not because of you. It's because of what he wants to do. So there is the preparation phase. There's the planning phase. There's the Destined phase. You will go through all those things. But have it at the back of your mind that God put me here for a reason. He wants to do something through me. Through me. He said, Until his time came, the word of the Lord tried him. Until that fulfillment time came. The word of the Lord tried him. That greatness is inside you. And every day it's crying to find expression. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. If you truly want to make an impact on the world. You must be ready. To do big things. You must be ready for greatness. Greatness is calling for you all the time. 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 time. Jesus said in John 14, 12, said, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I'm going to my Father. Because I'm going to my Father. That same verse in the message translation. It says, believe me. I am in my father and my father is in me. If you can't believe that, believe what you see, these works. There are some things that I'm doing. Believe these works that I'm I'm doing. If you can't believe that I'm in my father, my father is in me. Believe the works that I'm doing. Believe them. So God has called you and I to do great things, to do big things, to do great works. Everywhere we find ourselves. Isaiah 2 and verse 2 says it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be lifted up above the hills and all the nations shall flow to it. And many people shall come and say Come let us go up to the mountain of the Lord To the house of the God of Jacob That he may teach us his ways And that we might walk in his path For out of Zion shall go for the law And the word of the Lord from Jerusalem From Jerusalem God has set you and I In different sphere of influence On the face of this earth And he's preparing us The time will come when the demands of grace will be calling for you. The time will come when your preparation would have met with your opportunity. But the process of preparation, what you're doing with your preparation time, will tell whether or not you are ready when the opportunity comes. Because the opportunity will come. Because it is what God wants to do. And it's a big thing so your heart also has to be ready to receive a big thing by the preparation by the things you do in secret by the little things that look like they don't make sense the little things very little things you run a business you run you run an outfit you run something you you work in an organization there are little things that make for excellence and make for greatness but the time will come when that preparation will meet with the opportunity that will allow you to deliver on the good thing, on the big things that God has been planning for you to deliver since. To deliver. I mean, I I was, um, I I traveled in the course of the week, uh, or the last week or so. So while I was away, I remembered that um, I had my clothes sent to the laundry. So, I, I, f- I didn't remember I didn't know that I didn't remember I was going to one of them had to loose um, lose um, stuff so I was going to come back and fix it so I said okay since I'd sent it to the laundry when they bring it back I'm going to fix it so I'd called someone to fix it so while I was in the house I brought it out I was like oh so you're going to help me fix this so I took it out of the park and everything I saw that it was fixed it was fixed what happened? So the people at the laundry saw it. It was loose. And then they fixed it. Take, take your clothes to oxygen wash. They know what to do. They didn't package it back. So we collect and so we give them back. They fixed it. Excellent. Caring for greatness, knowing that, look, what will it cost us to fix it? If we didn't see it, we did not see it, but we saw it. We saw it. So Pharaoh asked, he said, okay, to solve this problem now, let us find a man that has the grace for this thing. He said, ah, don't look any further. Who are you looking for again? He's here. Yeah. So now somebody calls me tomorrow. He said, "Oh, we need we need the laundry service." I said, "Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I got you. I have the plug. I got you." It's preparation for greatness. Little things it prepares you for greatness, and God will test you all the way, every step of the way. He will keep testing you not because he hates you no he needs you to be ready for big things because the things that are coming they are not child's play mandela said nobody playing small serves the world no you can't be playing small and you're serving a global audience it's impossible you can't do that because the people that you are serving they don't understand the language of the spirit what they understand is the interpretation of the language of the spirit and the interpretation of the language of the Spirit speaks excellence, speaks diligence. That's what it speaks. That's what the world sees. So when they look at you, and they look at everything that you represent, they are not going to compliment your speaking in tongues ability. No. They are not going to compliment your praying ability. No. They will complement the fact that either you are excellent or you are diligent. Or the spirit of God is upon you and you have wisdom. And you can sit in a board meeting and speak intelligently. So the little ones that God is preparing you in church. And they're telling you to come and lead prayer. (laughs) I'm shy. Okay, can you just come give us um, um, a little exhortation or... A topic on something say I don't like speaking in public <laughs> don't like speaking in public and you want God to give you a public stage that time is your preparation time because he had planted you there for you. so all the little little responsibilities that have been given tell your neighbor he gets why he get why he get why they get why maybe they come to you in your office say we would like to offer you a higher role say ah hmm everybody that have uh, that have accepted that role since they two days the leave for office now yeah, when they go out really like seriously like seriously <laughs> seriously your reason? I have a friend. He walks offshore. All of them within his clique, they walk offshore. I know when you go offshore, you're stuck good it's plenty. So one of his bosses walked up to him one day and said, How would you like to become manager? but it means you will no longer go offshore. Ah! The guy said, ah! That offshore allowance, they plant you. But he said, okay. So he came to me and, and spoke to me about it, and I said to him, I said, bro, take it. He said, why? I said, because they are looking at you as part of management now. You are better of a decision maker than the one who follows instructions. I say, if they are going to consider anybody for upper management level, they will start from managers. He said, not true, talk it up. He took it. A few weeks down the line, Shell and all those other companies, they cut off contract, COVID hit, all those offshore, bam, they laid off people. All these colleagues that were doing offshore, 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 they laid them off. They didn't lay him off. Why? Because his manager. His manager. If he had stuck with the fact that football is plenty, he would have just missed out on what God wants to do. On what God wants to do. God has planted you where you are for a reason. There is greatness inside of you waiting to come out at the appropriate time. And when that time comes, you have to be ready. You have to be ready. Throughout this month of May, we're going to talk about these mountains of influence. How that God has set you and I in all these places for the purpose of his greatness of what he wants to do of what he wants to do and it's not by mistake it's a deliberate act deliberate act someone called someone called somebody in this church who knows the person and said that we need you, I need somebody that can, that can deliver on a, on a, that can coach people or train people on, on certain things where it comes to um, business and stuff like that. And then they said that, ah, really don't have money or is a church or, and they just want to help a group of people in church, you know, just someone to speak to them and, you know, guide them right and all that. So the person called me and said, Pastor, this person called me about this thing. Um, I don't know, would you want to do it? I know you do all this coaching stuff and things like that. I said, okay, give him my number. If it resonates with my spirit, we'll do it. So the guy called me and, and spoke with me. You know, I said, how many people are going to be in attendance? He mentioned to me. I said, okay, ideally, we'll probably be charging maybe up to 200, 250 to have that session. I said, okay, but this is what I'll do for you guys, all right? I'm not going to give you a bill. Whatever is in your heart to do, do. So I went for that session. I spoke my heart out. After the session, the guy called me. He said, Sir, the people say they need you again. I said, Kai. I said, Okay, what I'm going to do? Those of them that are serious, get them together. I'm going to have one session with them, but it's going to be a private session. Those of them that are serious. So, we did the same thing. Got them together, spoke to them. And then I left. Somebody was telling me last week that do I know that after that session some people went together with their, to meet their pastor and said to their pastor, Sir, please, you need to find a way to bring that man back on a Sunday service. So, since that day, the pastor has been thinking of how to bring me back on a Sunday service so a few weeks ago I was in Lagos I got a call the person called me I said ha my pastor would like to talk with you I said "Oh, okay no problem give him my number so the pastor called I called the pastor and he said oh man of God please can you come see me and I went to see him in his office and he said please we need you in our church for three days Three days they've done flyer, they've done everything. If I had said in my heart, Nah, I don't do such, I'm cut off for bigger things, you know. How much can you people pay? It's okay. Talk to my PA. I will check and see if I'm available because I'm a man of God come on no. one of them she heard that I was coming to her church she was supposed to travel she told her husband I said we're not traveling after this man had come and gone then we will travel. What God wants to do, not what you want to do. So, the earlier you position yourself, what God wants to do, the better it is, the easier it is. So, you're not after the fact that you want to blow. How many blow do you want to blow? the one who wants to do great things and big things through you has positioned you there for a reason has positioned you for a reason they told Jesus his disciples his brothers they told them he said if you believe that this thing that you are doing is good come outside come outside take it outside show it to the world If you believe that this thing that you're doing is a big thing, show it to the world. Display it. Let people see it. Let people see it. So when your office, the next time your office tells you that you are scheduled to do one presentation, don't form sickness. Don't form sickness. Don't form sickness. Because how else will they see the glory of God in your life unless it shows in the presentation? How else will they see the anointing upon you, the grace upon you, unless it shows in the excellent delivery of that presentation? How else will it show? How else? Many of us, all we do on social media is just to tell the world what we are eating what we are not eating. Nothing else. Nothing else. But the thing that makes for your greatness, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what makes for your greatness. Nobody knows. You are gifted at something. Nobody knows. There's something upon you that you can do. Nobody knows. How else will people know in this age and time who you are and what you do? if you believe it take it outside take it outside if all your customers are church members if i hear ask you how many customers do you have say pastor his wife pastor tayo pastor Wumi, pastor grace Cola, and i'm waiting for you you're counting i say who else i say uh, the pastor upstairs if I hear. What's that? And then when they call entrepreneurs, you come out. <laughs> we are the business people? Which business are you doing? What business are you doing? What business are you doing? Ask your neighbor, who know you? Who knows you? Say, outside the church. Outside the church. Who know you? Say it the way I said it. Outside the church. Outside the church. Who know you? Who know you? Who knows you? Who knows you? Who knows you? You do not hear of Job. He said, when I'm passing. shekata Hey, When I'm passing alone. My healing alone. It's not just from people in church. Senior bros. Hey, it's, my back ah. Senior man. He too will held them back. See my G. He held them back. There is people. Cuts across boundaries. Don't be afraid to do big things. It's not a crime. It's in your DNA. It's inside of you. What if it fails, then you try again, you keep at it till you get it done, till you get it done, who knows you, who knows you, when industry players are meeting, where are you in all that space? A conference about something in your industry, I say it's five thousand. <laughs> say, who pay five thousand? All these just not to collect people's money, pay the five thousand, go there and network. Go there and network. Meet people, the people that will recommend you in the palace, you may not all meet them in Churchill them in certain places. But you never go there. You never go there. See, they they do evil things there. They are not children of God. You that are a child of God, who knows you? And the Bible says, let your light so shine before men. Before men so it means that you will put that light before men they will see they will criticize it they will tell you that you are not good enough they will tell you that your song does not make any sense they will tell you that your product cannot go anywhere I've told somebody in this church before the person brought, was making clothes brought it to me I said pastor I'm a fashion designer I sew clothes. Patronize me. And that's the word I don't like. Help my ministry. Which ministry? I'm not here to help your ministry. I'm here to patronize excellence. If your product and your service is excellent, I will buy. How buy. I was in a conference yesterday. The clothes I wore there, when I got on stage, I noticed that the people were distracted i had to get them to come to the spirit i was seeing their faces they were just looking at what i wore after this after the meeting a lot of them came to me sir you too much i said that's how we roll it's deliberate i don't play small I say ah who is your plug i say oh my plug is so and so and so I, say, I like what you're wearing you look good i said that's how we roll they will first tell you you look good before they ask you which church you attend. Is someone hearing me? So you can't just appear and show up and say, we don't show. How? Anyhow. That's not how we roll in the kingdom. We don't roll like that. When you appear, you say, who passed here now? Your cologne alone is dragging from here to there. It's given. Thank you. Correct one. I say who just passed here? Nada Bros. Say, Ma your face show, your shine. Then they will ask you, "Show me way." Then you now say, "The Lord, my God." what happened to jacob and esau when when he asked him he said how is it that you got this animal so quick he said the lord my god brought it to me that's what people are supposed to ask you how is it that your own is different because they've seen the grace on you they've seen the anointing on you But they are not going to ask you mené pete, pete. They don't understand that. What they understand is how come your own is different. Say, ah, I've tasted a fang. But this one went to Harvard. My sister, show us the way. Show us the way. The person who does our designs in church—I'll round up in a minute. So, we started doing designs. All the designs we do in church—we have one of our artworks and just put them up. When they do the design, they know me. They bring it to me, say, "Pastor, what about this one?" In my mind, I'm looking at them and waiting. I'm sure they're like, "Oh, pastor, say, oh, pastor, say, oh, pastor, say, oh, pastor, say, oh, pastor, say." And then he did this one. I was like, beautiful. In my mind, I was saying, ah, he's saying, oh, oh, thank God. Because he knows. You can't just do a design for me. I see some church designs and I'm wondering, and you're telling me to come to your church. To do what? To do what? It doesn't show excellence. It doesn't show somebody who is doing something with deliberate Intent. Oh. Some things have to be deliberate. You don't just show up anyhow. Ask you to come for a zoom meeting. You tighterwell. Are they coming? Ha! Zoom meeting. And then your background. Children are playing at the back. I did an interview for someone who wanted to employ a staff. Show up for the interview. The girl showed up on the interview. I was on the Zoom meeting. And then for half of the time in that Zoom meeting, this is what she was doing, true life story. (laughs) Uh, My colleague said, "Uh, is she talking to her boyfriend? Or she thinks she's having Zoom meeting with her boyfriend? And then she wants spaghetti... Strap. Strap. And I was like, what nonsense is this? Of course you know me. She did not get the job. A schedule a Zoom meeting. Prepare for it. Excellent. Those things are preparation for the greatness that God wants to do. But He's testing you. You are waiting for the day the Pastor will do abracadabra, abracadabra, aboriboshi. Come on, what was that? No, we don't do magic here. When grace is released and prayer is made upon you, it's for a reason. You get why? So that first of all, you will get brain and sense. Put some things in place and appear excellently. Show up well. Show up well. Show up well. Come come to your office. Come dressed well. Come before your boss. Dress well. Because one day that boss will tell you, okay, you know what? We're going to Abuja together. We're going to see the governor together. What? But you can't just be showing up anyhow. Show up. Your clothes are not ironed. They're wrinkled. Everything. Just go to oxygen wash. Let them wash you. (laughs) Glory to God. Stand to your faith, church. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org. For information and additional resources thank you for listening to this message and remember where the word of a king is there's power